guys, welcome back. This is Kevin Finkel. Here we are on a recording night. We've just had Dominaria drop, and we are going through the set spoiler. So this is part two. If you missed last week's episode, that was episode 24, and this is episode 24, part two. So we're finishing up talking about all of the interesting cards coming out of Dominaria, or at least as many of them as we can fit into two hours. We talked about some of the new abilities, the new kind of spells, legendary sorceries, the saga cards last week. This week we'll be jumping into the colors and then running down what we think are our top five cards from the set. So let's, as always, let's go with some Wooberg order. I'm here with Kevin and Matt, and we are looking forward to talking some Dominaria. So, white cards. What stands out to you guys? Let's just let's just get right to it. It's Seal Away. Yeah, it's Seal Away. Um, so Seal Away is a one in a white enchantment with flash that when it enters the battlefield, it exiles target tapped creature and opponent controls until Seal Away leaves the battlefield. Um, we've been kind of chatting about this offline a little bit, but uh, I personally think that this is probably the best that we're going to get for an instant speed answer in white to uh, Smuggler's Copter. So my feeling was I never really cared about an instant speed answer in white to Smuggler's Copter. I just wanted something a little more efficient to deal with things like Scarab God, right? I wanted something on the low that I could that I could deal with the big fat beaters. Um, and the more and more I've thought about it, I don't think Seal Away is it. Okay. Oh, I thought I was going to be the only one. I thought I was the only person not thinking Seal Away is amazing here. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's probably among the better white removal. But I still think mm-hmm. I think enchantment being an enchantment just sucks so hard in a world. It'll make its command. rotation into white removal, but I don't think it's the end all be all. I don't think it's a four of. I don't think it perfectly answers Scarab God or yeah. Smuggler's Copter or a lot of things. Yeah, I mean Scarab end, God I just never think... has to tap. So Yeah, I mean for me it's part of like uh I wanted like something that I could have as a two of in my white decks, mm-hmm. and then I could just have other colors deal with the other cards like lightning strike if i needed to you know um that makes and sense. i think i think suspension field from uh i think it's cons of tarkir it actually does that job a lot better um mm-hmm. and i just i hadn't known known about that card before mm-hmm. as a two of all right why don't we talk about lyra dawnbringer so this is a five mana angel a mythic so three and two white five five flying first strike lifelink basically baneslayer uh and it also has that other angels you control get plus one plus one and have lifelink I think this is an uh, Matt. Why oh, don't you tell sorry, me? Sorry, oh. Matt can go. <laughs> yeah, Matt. This is a cool card, but I mean, five mana sorcery speed doesn't impact the board right away. Um, if we're not playing Archangel Avacyn, we're probably not playing this. Ooh, I mean, this doesn't die to languish, but you don't think this is a Bane Slayer format? No, I think there's too much removal running around. This is just going to get punked right away, and you're going to feel super bad for spending five mana on nothing. Yeah, it doesn't die to Grasp of Darkness. Doesn't die to Fatal Push. No, I mean that's true. Um, hmm. It hmm. does die to Dramoka's command, Abzan Charm. Um, Those are both Vasca's in one contempt. deck. Okay, that's a two of. Uh, <laughs> their decks will have ways to deal with this. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I'm not saying okay. it's unanswerable, but you don't need an unanswerable threat when you're the aggressive deck against a control deck. If I'm the aggressive deck in Frontier, I'm not topping out at five mana. Like my 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 curve is ending way before that. Okay, I think that another case where I would consider playing Lyra uh, is in the sideboard playing a Super Friends decks, um, which often involves sort of like this 
angel tribal plan uh, that possibly flips into Brunella. And I kind of like having that in that plan. All right, that, that's quite a deck. All right, we'll talk about that. Let's go on and talk about another angel, though, as long as we're discussing the elf angels you control get plus one, plus one lifelink with Shall I Voice of Plenty, three and a white for a three, four flying angel, also a legendary. You, planeswalkers you control, and other creatures you control have hexproof. It also has for four and two green to put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. Is it my turn? Sick, yes. <laughs> because this is the most castable angel that we've had in a really, really long time. Like, uh, in such a it, long it time. Only one white pip means you can run this in the sideboard of Bant Humans and not have any regrets whatsoever. And it plays into your regular game plan of putting counters on your creatures and attacking for an alpha strike. Hmm. So, I don't know, I see this... I don't know, it... It's a neat effect. I'm in love with it as a card. I think it's really cool. Uh, at four mana, I'm just... I don't know. It's not it feels Coco. Like it's just gonna get, it's just going to get punked, yeah, you know? Okay, so it's running gonna theme. Be... It's going to get punked. All right, going forward. <laughs> Creatures die to removal. All of them Dice are to Doomblade. Well, I mean, like, here's you when you're competing with Siege Rhinos for your four drop and Coco, right? Like, Okay. okay. It's just this, this thing doesn't protect itself. And I mean, like, who are you bringing this in against? Control? Because control is not going to have any trouble killing this ever. Well, you know what it does protect? It protects your Sahili combo. Mm, mm, I dig that. <laughs> I do find that. I do find that interesting. Um, but I'm wondering if it's more cute than it is useful at four mana, only because Sahili is already such a dense deck, right? Yeah, yeah. If you want to talk cute, me and you were talking offline about Court of Calling into this thing. That that's just getting a little. <laughs> I love the idea. It's sweet. Right. Uh, is there anything else in white that you guys really thought we needed to discuss? Not really. Um, I think Baird, Steward of Archive, is actually pretty decent. Oh, so that's the 2-4 Vigilance, uh, also a legendary for 4 mana, and creatures can attack you or a Planeswalker you control unless their control pays 1 for I think this creatures. is just Jeru so part 2. a little two. bit... <laughs> just who? Jeru. Uh, with eyes open, sir. Uh, let me read you Jeru. Ooh, did Jeru, yeah. He was a 5-drop, was he not? He was. I, I he said... Jeru, with eyes open, five drop, three white white. When Jeru enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a planeswalker. And if a source would deal uh, damage to a planeswalker you control, prevent one of that damage. You are right. It is the new Jeru. I'm not playing either. No, yeah. Um, so I think <laughs> I think this is relevant mostly because it fits into a potentially Dust to Dawn deck. Um, yeah, I think that's the one place that it has an advantage over Archangel of Tithes, who pretty much is better than this in several ways. Yeah, like this isn't this isn't an amazing card that's blown me away. I just I wanted to put a little note there, just saying, I think this might be a play a role player in the Dust to Dawn deck that's been building for a little while. Okay, okay, let's uh, let's move on to blue in our Wooburg order with counter c- counter spell. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Wizard's Retort. One and two blue. <laughs> uh, counter target spell, and it costs one less if you control a wizard. Right, so everyone's really excited about this. Um, sorry, you got to talk about Baird Matt, so I'm going to take this one. Yeah. A number of people are really excited about uh, this Wizard's Tempo deck that's kind of bouncing around, right? Um, in And the thing that makes it distinct from its standard counterpart is that we have Reflector Mage, so people are trying to play it as a Jeskai deck right now. Um, hmm. And I I don't know. I, I think it's a little overhyped. Um, but I'm glad that Wizards is trying to reprint Counterspell. 
and figuring out the way to do it. Um, if this ends up being powerful, super stoked, right? I'm just not sure I see it. I think this is absolutely terrible. It's wizards aren't good enough to for the payoff, right? It's just cancel and you know, like if you're in a Every an aggressive once in a while better. Here's another thing. If you're in just in an aggressive, like I wanna kill you deck, I'm not sure that's the kind of deck I want counterspell in anyway. You know, like I feel like I need more efficiency than that. Even negate's probably gonna do your trick. You don't want to be paying double blue. Yeah. I, I can see where you're yeah. coming from. Since Sky mentioned it, let's talk about the other side of this card, which is Lightning Bolt. Um, Wizards Lightning is two and a red. Costs two less if you control a wizard, and it does three damage to any target. Yep. I have the same opinion. Yeah, it's... Uh, Wizards are still bad. I think this is open fire. That's about it. Um, Yeah, I I have the same opinion about (laughs) Wizards. Like, Matt Matt is, like, on par with me. Like, I don't think that this is the angle that you want to take to tempo. Because Wizards aren't, like, a powerful enough... They're not Delrip Secrets, you know? So, yeah, it's where I'm at. So then how do you feel about our wizard lord, Nahru Meha, Master Wizard for 2 and 2 blue, is a 3-3 with flash human wizard, and when she enters the battlefield, you copy target instant or sorcery you control, and you can choose new targets for it. Plus, all your other wizards get plus 1, plus 1. So, I actually think this is a pretty good card. Um, Hmm. And it has nothing to do with wizards. It has everything to do with (laughs) the effect. It's, so it's going to be trinket text with wizard, kind of like Lyra and her it, other angels' ability. Exactly. Yeah, the, the wizards is completely irrelevant. This is this is a dual caster mage basically for four mana. Um, yeah, that's the comparison which, I would make as well. Um, but dual caster mage can hit any instant or sorcery, whereas this has to be one you control, so you can't do this in response to like an opponent's mm-hmm. spell. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think five mana. Uh, push this, get a double push out of it, and a three-three body seems pretty good. I think that's fair. Hmm. Uh, and also, like dig through time is usually pretty castable with this. The flash uh, is really relevant because you don't have to cast it; it's just an option for you to do at instant speed. And like you know how much we love flash creatures in blue, so oh yeah, yeah. I think this is a solid playable. But right, it, how do you guys feel about Zahid, Jinn of the Lamp? So we were just talking about this one before we got on here recording. This is the 6-mana 5-6 flying, so a Matamori Jinn. It's a legendary creature Jinn. But you can pay 4 and tap an untapped artifact you control, rather than pay its cost. Uh, well, you were the one who's excited so was, about it, so I'm going to let you Yeah, go I was off. a little bit excited. I mean, I see this as a 5-6 flyer for 4-mana that can't be fatal pushed, can't be Grasp of Darkness. You know, This is going to stick around, and it beats pretty much anything else in the air. My main issue is I just I think we have more efficient beaters in the colors you're gonna want to play this in, right? So like we have a uh, cryptic serpent. We have. I knew you were gonna. I was. I was actually. I had a timer <laughs> counting, and it was twelve seconds until you said cryptic serpent when you started talking, Matt. That's so hilarious. <laughs> um, and we also just have things like, uh, you know, the delve fatties. I just think if you're looking for like a really efficient way to cheat out a big dude. I just think there's better ways to do it than this. And like having an artifact to tap, like that is a real cost too, right? That's absolutely, that requires okay. a lot of setup. And that's absolutely worth noting. Um, this wants I mean, a specific what, what deck, deck to be not in. Play copter, but... I don't necessarily know that okay. it takes a lot of setup as much as just a lot of artifacts um, when you tap them don't get to do what they want to do. Mm, okay. Okay. So if you're tapping your copter to play this, you don't get to attack within that turn. Yeah, exactly. It's generally a tempo hit of some sort if you're building a deck that cares about the artifacts it's playing. 
So, okay. uh, just a small note for you to add to your Soul Tie Vehicles deck, Finkel. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This, this deck's going to be. <laughs> Guys, it's going to be some hot jank. Y'all get to play uh, Bolas. Uh, not Bolas. Uh, what's the. A uh, Tezzeret. There we go. All right. Um, is there anything else in blue that you guys want to talk about? Because there's a couple other counter spells we got, which will be nice, kind of little upgrades. Um, nothing that blows me away. I don't know. About what do you guys think about unwind? So unwind—that's the new negate. It's blue, two colorless. It's counter target non-creature spell, and you untap three lands. So when I first read this spell, I read it as counter target spell. Yeah, I read it as, as cancel, and I pooped my pants. <laughs> and, because that is a strictly better cancel. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe how good it was. Um, but yeah, this I just think I think you want the efficiency of negate instead. Okay, so what if let me pose a let me pose a scenario that I run into quite often to you. Mm-hmm. What if I am Bant Humans versus Control? I have a collected company in hand, and my opponent plays a Languish. And I cast this, untap three lands, and then cast collected company in response. That's that's pretty powerful. But, right? All right, let me, on the other hand, let me ask. On the other hand, if you have six mana and you go for collected company, and they counter it, you don't have negate because you you have one more mana cost in your hand. That's, a, that, that's the yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I so I think I could see it as a one of maybe in a blue black control list. I think there's a lot of power to it, but it's not something you want a lot of. I'm really, really excited that they're just trying the untap lands effect again because like Frantic Search mm-hmm. is such a powerful card, and it's been such a long time since we've gotten something like that. So I'm gonna be trying it. All right, uh, let's move on to black Whoa. if you don't mind. Oh, I do. I want to talk about Tatsuko. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know why you want to talk about this card. All right, so Tetsuko Umizawa Fugitive is one in a blue for a 1-3 human rogue, and creatures you control with power or toughness, one or less, can't be blocked. I just think we have like a lot of good weenie creatures that have power or toughness, one or less. Name like the, that card. Can't be blocked mm. is a, is like a powerful effect. I wouldn't be surprised. Again, Dust to Dawn, that's all I'm going to say. I'll leave, I'll leave okay. it at that. Blue-white dust to Blue-white dusk to die. All right. But we're not playing anything with two power or toughness. So no no Reflector Mage. And definitely oh, no like... no Knight of the White Orchid. Well, not oh, no. everything has to be built around this guy. <laughs> okay, He's just okay. a nice bonus. Sure. But he's a 1-3. Yeah, that's a fine body for a two-drop. I actually yeah. know exactly the deck that I, I would put this in, and I'm not going to talk about it because it's not a Frontier deck. So... He's not my kind of body. All right, why don't we move on to black? Because I think there's some great things over there. Yeah, yeah, black is pretty cool. Um, all right, so I told you beforehand that I was going to include a card on my top five, and I ended up removing it. But let's talk about it here. Is Lich's Mastery? I this card impresses me. I get that. I guess the big thing is just like Abzan is just such a prevalent deck, <laughs> and for me to top six mana and them to just go all right, D command. Oh, also now my creature's bigger. You know, like, it's like, that hurts. Who cares when your creature is bigger well, also, if when it leaves the battlefield, your opponent just lost? Like, you know. <laughs> All right, so this is a three and three black for a hexproof legendary enchantment that says you can't lose the game. And when you gain life, you draw that many cards. When you lose life, for each one life you lose, you exile permanent you control. 
or a card from your hand, or a card from your graveyard. Um, and when it leaves the play, when, when it leaves the battlefield, you lose the game. Uh oh, oh no. It has so much text. <laughs> um, so, oh my god. Other than Dromoka's command, is there any real way to get rid of this? Uh, counter it. Okay, counter Yeah, it. after it resolves, not really, you're right. Um, D command is just such a blowout with Abzan being such a huge <laughs> part of the format. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate this card. Like, it, 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 there's definitely power here. It's just, it's so easily uh, you lose. Card. I could also see this as a sideboard card if you're something like a black white control or a Esper control, and you bring this in sideboard. You stabilize it like three life. That's like adding twenty life to your life total or something. The fact that you can exile cards from your graveyard is what I missed on the first read, and that's huge for this because you could have a big graveyard and just be blowing it away for free life, basically. That's interesting. I don't hate it. Um, the other thing I like about it is Gideon. It works well with uh, the three mana Gideon. If you do want to get rid of this, like if you see a big attack coming, you can like tap your pain land, have your Gideon emblem in play, and just lose it. This and oh, it's yeah. Gone. You've been playing that black white control deck as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's like an interesting. It's it's kind of like Sphinx of the Final Word. Um, it it has like similar numbers of words and ultimatums <laughs> on them like i think the easy comparison is sphinx of the final word um and yeah it's it's going to be interesting to watch it in the control mirror i'm so surprised it's not a mythic either. yeah i think i think we're gonna see this land outside of competitive um okay to be honest at the end of the day um i get i get where you guys are coming from i just think i think it's gonna be just not quite there after all the testing is shaken out on it all right, do you want to move on to some cards that are definitely going to see play? Because there's some removal here. Do it. All right, let's talk cast down. Yeah. This is an instant. One in a black, destroy target, non-legendary creature. So. It's a new Doomblade, basically. I think it's I think it's the card that um, that Khan's card wanted to be, the one that could destroy a mono-colored creature. Ultimate price, yeah. So ultimate price was very good during Khan's even with the three colored creatures then we got a lot of really strong colorless cards which i think hurt the card quite a bit mm-hmm. yeah but um non-legendary is most of the creatures in our format like for the same reason mm-hmm. that uh legendary sorceries are probably going to be bad this is going to be amazing yeah i think this is great one of the things just as a note, I mean, this is going to be good for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons I like this the most is that you can play it in Esper Control, which previously that deck had a lot of trouble because it couldn't run Grasp of Darkness on the mana usually. But this makes that a viable deck now for me. You know, I do think this is a good card, but I think people are overhyping it a bit. Um, I mean, yeah, Esper Control is a good example because it, a lot of decks have struggled with the double black. Um, but I think we have kind of, it's a side grade to me a lot of the times. Um, a lot of the other side grades do have double black in the cost. So we're looking at Grasp of Darkness and uh, Walk the Plank. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you kind of have to choose, right? Um, you can go to Sorcery Speed and have much better coverage. You can go to Grasp of Darkness and you can hit their Anafenzas and their Thalias, which I think are two of the really important cards you want to be able to hit mm-hmm. when you can't activate Revolt. Um, or you can choose to go cast down, miss the Anafenzas and the Thalias, but still hit the Seed Rhinos. Um, and you are just a hundred percent on Abzan tonight. <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's one of the core pillars of the format. You know. Okay. Um, okay. 
I mean, it's back but in I Japan, mean, so it's got to be worth talking about, right? Thalia appears in like every white deck as well, right? Oh, Mm -hmm. no doubt. So, so yeah, and I mean, I feel like there's so many ways to kill Smuggler's Copter at this point for two mana. Yeah, I suppose so. So I I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a good card. I I think we're maybe uh, over evaluating it because it's new and shiny um, Mm -hmm. when it doesn't necessarily hit some of the creatures that are really important to hit. Think right, I think two, that two you more black removal spells. Oh. I, I I think that you actually specifically hit it on the head. It's something that I want to play in Esper Control, and that was what I was going to mention. So that's it. Mm-hmm. All right, two more black removal spells because black gets the best removal spells. Um, Vicious Offering, one in a black instant with Kicker. So here's where Kicker is actually pretty good. The Kicker is sacrifice a creature. Its target creature gets minus two and two until end of turn. If you kicked it, it's minus five minus five until end of turn. I think this kind of needs some kind of tokens or aristocrats. You, you kind of want some bodies to be playing this, but I think this is good. Uh, what aristocrats you know, was... decks have you been liking in Frontier? <laughs> uh, we'll see. Because <laughs> I've tried it like eight different color combinations. I'm just going to say like oh, it's one of my most tested things and I just can't get it to work. So um, maybe this is the card that pushes it. I don't know, but yeah. Um, probably what I would say is green black um scales they've got hangerback walkers they've mm. got nissa that's tokens. that's actually a really relevant mention or if any kind of token strategy comes off you know we've had some people trying mardu or uh just black white yeah we've had some ryan schwanks trying many token <laughs> strategies yeah i don't hate it but yeah that's a pretty real drawback so i'm i'm not super high um, on it either or how do you feel about four mana sorcery speed removal um, I'm usually pretty low on it. Oh, so right, I actually settle. put that in the list because I thought it said instant. I'm bad at this game. <laughs> it's two and two black. It's exile target creature. Put two loyalty counters on a planeswalker you control. I mean, th- let's just skip this. This is terrible. Okay, we don't even need to talk cool. about this. No, I think this card is good. What? I think this card might be broken good. There are so many planeswalkers I am interested in this card with. I don't think it's replacing. Rascal's Contempt, but I think it's replacing some number of Rascal's Contempt, and it's going to win a lot of games. So I see Liliana, mm-hmm. you plus her once, you plus her a second time, you play this and you ultimate. Or Chandra, you play her, you plus her once, you play this and ultimate. That wins you the game. This card just wins you the game if you do that. It seems very win, um, win more to me, especially if we're playing it at sorcery speed and we can't flash it back with Gearhulk, um, which I think is a big part of why Rascal's Contempt worked to begin with. Um, yeah, I think that's a big reason why we played Vasquez. I also think that banking on Planeswalker Ultimates is generally a losing play. Um, like, to build a deck around Settle the Score that says, all right, cool, if my Planeswalker Ultimates, then I win, is Because, like, I, I could name, like, probably eight more Planeswalkers that if I Ultimate, they win. Uh, Kiora is one of them. Like, hey, I get a, I get a bunch of Octopi, and, and they fight your creatures. Well, I even mean, you in know? the colors, like, in the colors and at the right amount. I mean, Obnixilis, you plus once, and then this lets you Ultimate. Angrath, you plus once, this lets you Ultimate. Sure. Assuming. <laughs> Those are good cards. Yeah. I, I want to try it. I included it on this list. I think it's a card that I do want to try, and it's going to steal some games. Yeah, I, I think it will steal some games. Absolutely. Um, sure. Okay. 
All right, that, that was my moment to geek out. Why don't you guys talk about another black card? So I want to talk about Rat Colony specifically. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm off Rat Colony. Oh, I'm not it. on yeah. Rat Colony either. But, like, this kind of deck is, like, it's a build-around. Like, um, I'm trying to think of the um, uh, Shadowborn Apostle is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, so people try to run Shadowborn Apostle in all kinds of formats, modern and EDH in particular. Um, And uh, it's never been competitive, but it's something that casual Frontier players are going to try to explore, I think, just because it's enough you know like it, mm-hmm. it's enough for people to try so so just run your uh, goblin chain wheelers chain whirlers you know what uh card goes really good with this guys <laughs> which card tatsuko because <laughs> they have one toughness <laughs> so here's what i'm thinking coco tatsuko oh, rat colony <laughs> That's the deck. Soltai Collected Company. All right. It's a deck. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, anything else in black you guys really wanted to mention here? I think Dark Bargain's decent, honestly. Okay, so that's kind of an improvement. It's three in a black. Look at the top three cards. You put two in your hand, one in the graveyard, and it deals two to you in instant speed. Yeah, and I mean... I think that's pretty yeah, cool. The instant... I think they're trying to make the black collected company. Yeah, or um, it's it's probably an improvement on Read the Bones in a deck that wants to play at instant speed, which most of them do. I see it as the Black Glimmer of Genius. Yeah, it's the Black Glimmer of Genius. <laughs> which is cool. We didn't we didn't have an instant speed draw spell in black that was worth playing, and I think this is, especially if you have a graveyard theme too. So mm-hmm. it's not amazing. And especially I, I think it's worth it's hashtag worth. Especially if you have uh uh what is it? Um Soulfire Grandmaster in play. Yeah. Yeah. All right, why don't we talk oh, because then, red? yeah, it negates itself. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, let's talk about red, because I know that Kevin wants to talk a little bit about goblins. We've gotten some mm. goblin theme back in here, including a couple of big reprints of Goblin Warchief, the three mana, two, two, goblins you control of haste, and goblin spells you cast cost one less, and Siege Gang Commander, two and three, two red and three colorless, two, two, when it enters the battlefield, you create three 1-1 one, one red goblin tokens, and you can pay one red sacrifice a goblin to do two to any target. Where do you guys think this is going to see play? So, I don't know if any of all <laughs> played back in the day, but like when CGN Commander first came out, it was a freaking beating. Like It was such a bomb. Yeah, like it's just so hard yeah. to beat. But that said... I don't think goblin decks in Frontier go to five mana. Yeah, <laughs> and then if you're not I don't know playing... if Siege, Ga- Siege Gang Commander is the one, but I think that there's enough reason to run goblins in Frontier now with War Chief and with Pile Driver and with Reckless Bushwhacker. We've got Skirk Prospector now, like, so and that gives you the of... mana, so that could help you get to. A siege gang commander um skirk prospector says sacrifice a goblin add a red to your mana pool mm-hmm. i see skirk um, prospector as a combo card and i don't know if we have the payoff in frontier right now hmm. I, I think siege gang commander so there's this young guy called siege gang commander <laughs> but he's just to me he's a mid-range card that's that's the only thing right and goblins aren't so i don't know if he will maybe see play in some deck that's not a goblin deck 
You think you might play him in like uh, as like an alternate wing con in Jund Delirium or something like that? Or... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it is. <laughs> um, I, I'd be surprised if it's Jund Delirium, but I, I think he is good, and I think he could see play somewhere in some mid range strategy. Okay. Siege Gang Commander is absolutely notable. And then we're Goblin Marine... War Chief is absolutely notable. If what does Goblin War Chief give you a discount on? Uh, Other than pile driver for one. Yeah, I'm reckless bushwhacker for one. I did try a deck with Goblin War Chief, and I found he just never really did anything. I was, I was really excited about him, and then I was kind of like, oh, it's kind of where I am. This in, is just a worse in, version of a Tarka Red. I want a ton of one drops, which this doesn't help on, and it doesn't help me with. I mean, what do I want? More three drops with a chain whirler? Like that? That's the three mana three three first strike that deals one to each creature and opponent. Your opponent creatures they control yep for red 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 for red 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 so which really wants you to commit to mono red <laughs> yeah i don't know if i'm there i don't know if i'm ready to commit okay all right um i i think it's worth exploring i mean we've all done some limited testing on this mm-hmm. um i think goblins has enough space at this point to try to beat a tarka red in the race Okay. So we'll see if it gets there. I think the big thing um, with goblins is it's just weaker to removal than a Tarka Red is. Sure, because it just it, it um, wants its its creatures to live. You know, it, it's uh, Goblin Rabble Masters and it's uh, Goblin War Chiefs and it's the blue protection from blue one. Uh, Pile, Pile driver. driver. Yeah, like it, it's more all in on these three drops. Um, in a in a kind of deck that's going to be weak to just getting killed basically with removal okay so let's maybe move on then why don't we go um do you want to talk one more about the there was a a, a kicker card that might actually be good enough actually no we talked about this in our, we we're talking about kicker so let, we let's, did. let's move on all right let's talk about green i think a little bit so i actually um, just want to touch on uh gitu lava runner first uh, so this is another one-drop option that we're going to have. It's a one-two wizard that, if you have spell mastery, it gets plus one plus zero in haste. So just real quick, I just I think this is a straight replacement for Zergo in red decks. Interesting. At least a Tarka red, because where it has the density of of spells. It's amazing because when I looked at this card, I thought this is a very matte card because it says instant or sorceries in your <laughs> graveyard. Um. Which makes me think about your tempo decks specifically, like the ones that run. Um, My decks, uh, thing in the ice, cryptic serpent. My decks aren't aggro enough for this card, um, but but I, I do think he's just a clean slot in for Zergo. I think he's just better than Zergo in most cases. Okay, I'm ready for that slot, and I can do that. So um, let's talk about green and another creature type that we're kind of getting in this is elves. I'm so happy we're getting elves. <laughs> so one of them is Llanowar Elves. This is a reprint, but it's one green. Add a green for, by untaps, and it's a 1-1. One, one. This is not Elvish Mystic, which means that we get to play both of them together. Are you guys excited? Because I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really nice to have some redundancy uh, in the Elvish Mystic role. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to open up a lot of decks that needed that second copy of the Dork. So I'll be interested to see where it goes. Yeah, there's a lot of decks where the level of power on hands where they get an Elvish Mystic turn one versus the hands they don't is 
a big difference. And this is gonna, you know, double them. Yeah. And, like, Elves is always practically mono-green with, like, maybe a splash or two. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely trying a lot of different kinds of Elves. I've been trying green-black. I've been trying green-red-black. I've been trying green-white. I don't know, just a lot of different things. Yeah, there's there's definitely some space to be explored there. And it's going to be hard to disagree with someone who wants to try a tribe with eight mana dorks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Oh, 12 if you count the other... I haven't been impressed with elves, even testing it with the new elf, and it's. I just hmm. find I don't have anywhere to go. Well, let, let's talk about that new elf real quick. It's Steel Leaf Champion. You guys may have heard about this. Green, 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 5-4, and it can't be blocked by creatures with power 2 or less. Yeah, so it can't be blocked by your reflector mage. Eat it, nerd. <laughs> can't be blocked by Tetsuo Omazawa. <laughs> just uh, all the opportunities to rag on that guy Warden, damn it this thing <laughs> it, it is really hard to chump it especially when it comes down turn two you're not going to have anything that can chump or trade with it for quite a while usually i think it's quite powerful. i can i can think of one uh glory band initiate can block this Ooh, but do you want to no absolutely not no <laughs> I'll just crack back, so, mm-hmm. which is why they usually won't attack into Glory Bone Initiate because they want to block it. <laughs> so the, the power is definitely there for this card. Um, on, on the flip side of that, um, three green is a very real cost. Like it's that that is not mm-hmm. a trivial cost to pay in deck building. And yeah, even in the no. green elf decks, they do want to be playing things like Westvale Westvale Abbey. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I found. Sure, what I found is that you know this this doesn't generally get to decks that play this don't generally get to curve out as even mm-hmm. as well as some of the decks we already have in the format. So if we're looking at like let's say the classic curve out deck for me is Abzan. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I don't see even when you are dropping a, a turn two five four, um most of the decks that have played this, I've found that's kind of the top of their bodies, right? Like they don't go anywhere from there. That's they go. All right, try to beat this, and then when you beat it, they go, oh. Okay. So I for everyone who's been taking a drink for every time Matt says Abzan, I'm I'm sorry <laughs> that you're uh, you're really really drunk right now because right. yeah, this is probably shot number nine or ten. Um, but yeah, the the thing that strikes me about this is that if you want to play this card, you don't get to run removal. Hmm. That's just like that that's the real cost. Like the opportunity cost that you give up is that you have to commit really 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 hard to being the beatdown if you're going to play Steel Leaf Champion. And that's rough in yeah. my opinion. And there's already so many good beatdown decks in Frontier that you're going to have to find something really special in mono green, right? Um, all right mm-hmm. i think we're we're bound to see a return to devotion at some point and hopefully that's when this guy's going to get a chance to shine because the power's there uh, i think the opportunity isn't there yet though Ooh. you know that's something we didn't touch on in the other colors is that cycle of the three mana cost creatures i mean we talked about the red one we talked about the i think we talked about the white one we didn't really mention we the talked black. about banalish knight for sure yeah, we didn't talk or about banalish the black or the rather. blue there's the zero four gin flying that gets plus one plus one or plus one plus zero for each basic island you control there's also the dread shade the three mana three three with in black. shade breathing yes 
one black shade breathing plus is plus back until end of turn that could actually be a powerful card but is a little bit I funny in frontier good. that seems terrible mm-hmm. to me this doesn't really have a home right now um let's talk about some more green cards though because there's quite a few still i think worth mentioning kevin if you wouldn't want to bring one up <laughs> uh sure yeah uh so let's talk about ancient animus it says for one in a green sometimes do a dramocus command uh, yeah so as much as matt got excited about pounce i figured he's got to be more excited about this right i was up. i was wrong to be excited about pounce i take it all back oh okay so it's, it's, a <laughs> it's a one green fight card and if it's a legendary creature you fight with you get a plus one plus one counter so, so sometimes do a dramocus command yeah there right yeah <laughs> Yeah, so it lets you do a Dramokas command in, like, Jund or, like, Sultai or Yeah, whatever. in uh, Jund vehicles. So, hey, Sultai vehicles. Yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> Sultai vehicles, there you go. I don't... So you can fight your uh, Heart of Kieran and get a plus one, plus one counter. I don't hate it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't hate it. It's not as good as Dramokas command, and that's about it, you know? Like, you could play it. I'm not going to blame you for it. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with one that I really like here is Grow from the Ashes. Oh, so yeah. this is another kicker card. It's two and a green. Search your library for basic land card, any kind of basic land card. Put it into play, untapped, and then shuffle your library. You can kick her for two, and then you get two of those lands also still untapped. I forgot this card had kicker, and it's actually really good. We should have mentioned it. In the <laughs> it is section. really good. <laughs> I think it's good. Um, I think it's playable, and like especially considering how much all of us fuck around with with ramp, mm-hmm. like it's it's something that i'm gonna try it's, it's cool to see that it you can fetch any basic land because like i think the previous version um that you would have been stuck with in ramp for this card would have been this pilgrimage which only yeah, fetches forest forest and you really have to play a lot of forests from this pilgrimage yeah yeah so i think this is it's neat to see an alternative um slightly worse when you don't kick it as far as mm-hmm. card advantage goes but i think we can probably live with that fact yeah um, how about we've probably got enough payoffs I've actually got another green kicker card we didn't mention which is Sapperling Migration the one in a green make two one one green Sapperling tokens and if it's kicked for four mana you can make four of those tokens instead now I, I wanted to have this conversation is does this go into a Tarka Red mm-hmm. no, no no chance you don't think so not enough damage no. I mean we're not playing Stoke we're not playing probably not playing rabble master how is this not better than um green the the goblin tokens green is how because it's like it, tarka red barely splashes you know like um, correct so yeah most of the time you're going to be able to hit your green but like some of the time you just won't be but you're basically always going to hit your red i think that's probably what i came to too but what about would you run four dragon fodder three of this instead of running hordling outburst I still don't think so. I, 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 mean, I could be we're wrong. lower in the curve, but you wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't be offended if you did. I wouldn't tell you you were wrong. And you, and you know, like Finkel, you've you've proven me wrong about things that you've tried. <laughs> All right. Speaking of so, like, things I've brewed, let's talk about Sylvan Awakening because oh man, this card. Yeah, this is two and a green. Uh, it's a sorcery until your next turn. All lands you control become two two elemental creatures with reach, indestructible, and haste, and they're still lands. So, the thing that really makes it curious to me is why they chose to stick reach on a sorcery. Yeah, I mean, you can still use it for blocking. It's a little funny though. Can you though? Until oh, until, until your next your turn. Next yeah. turn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 
I see it. So, yeah, totally. The thing I love about this card is that it does something that no other card in the format really does right now. Um, so I think this is this definitely has the raw power level to be playable. Um, and I think we're going to have to see a new deck for that to happen, basically. Um, I've talked a little bit before about my kind of um, land value dudes, right? We are ramping mm-hmm. through your dudes, so your uh, Wayward Sword Tooth and your Renegade your Sylvan Advocates. Sylvan Advocates. Um, and, and I can see that kind of fitting into a strategy. It gets so many lands into play. It's it, it is. It, they just flood the board so fast. Um, so I can see this kind of being like a kill turn uh, for them. Mm-hmm. Um but but even beyond so the, that, it's just this this does a very unique thing. Um, so the other deck that has to be talked about is turn three, Jeskai Ascendancy. Turn four, play this, play Cantrips till you win. Mm. That that is okay. a real deck right now. I think that's going to come back, and I think I'm not the only one testing it. But you know, I, I had turn four kills with this card yesterday. Finkel, you should send me this deck. Oh, I will definitely send you this deck. It is it is strong. This is something I'm immediately <laughs> intrigued in. Dramogus Command. I mean... Okay, yeah, sure. That, that's why we're that's, running... I mean, we've got a uh, backup Go ahead and say it, Matt. Uh, go ahead and say the word. Say the word. Absin. Oh, man! Okay, cool. Take a drink, everyone. All Sweet. Right. Um, I actually think of this as a possible sideboard card in Bant versus Control. Hmm. Um, Interesting. As well. Because I don't know about you guys, but in my games of Bant versus Control, of which I have played probably about 800 at this point, <laughs> um, I get to like a point where I've like fetched all my lands out of my deck. Right? And so I'm not getting value off of my Renegade Ralliers anymore, and like we're down to like 15, 14 cards, and like I just need one last thing to push through. And this could totally be that card. So this is our new overrun, basically? Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm down. Okay. Just not yeah. good. Any, it's just not any good early is the problem there. Yeah. This Your lands can block a, like, a Torrential Gearhulk. <laughs> I mean, but you're spending they, most of them to cast it, so... Yeah, Why don't and we go gets... on and talk about some some gold cards, I think. I, I, will, I will ship you this list, and I'll ship you guys this list. I think I'll do a little article on it, maybe. Okay. Gold Before cards. we get to gold cards, right. I just want to take one minute to say Marwyn the Nurturer is terrible. Don't play it. <laughs> so this is the other elf legend, the uh, the one one for three that whenever you play another elf, it gets plus one plus one permanently, and you can add green equal to its power. Eh. This is a brawl card. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you guys really <laughs> like in multicolor? So there's a a wizard lord, but you guys don't like wizards. There's a fungus lord, but you guys don't like saprolings. Uh, so wait, wait, wait. That wizard lord, I think, is actually decent. You think it's playable? Okay, so Adel is the Cinderwind is one blue, but not lord. as a wizard lord. Yeah, okay. it's, 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 it's like, as a prowess lord. It's a two-two flying haste. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, wizards you control get plus one and plus one. So somehow that's where I got wizards out of this card. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's playable in like a prowess list where you're running. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're kind of low on creatures, and you just go like four monastery swift spear, four storm chaser mage. And a couple of these. You know what I didn't like about this card is the fact that it's not prowess. It says instant or sorcery. So things like copter, things like fevered visions, which you're definitely playing, don't trigger it. And I think that's a little bit of a weakness. You know, that's a fair point. Hmm. That's a fair point. That's absolutely relevant. F- flying haste, though, is just pretty decent. Like, 
the haste effect makes it a lot more playable than it otherwise would have been. Um, and I think getting double prowess on your uh, or double almost prowess on your uh, storm chaser mage seems decent. I mean, it's like a tier three, tier four deck anyway. Um, but I think this could have a slot. Okay. Any other multi-card cards we want to talk about? You know, there's a few I'll try out, but I think there was a lot of, you know, five, six, seven mana cards that I could probably, they might find a slot here or there, and I think we'll bring them up, but nothing that's going to shape the format. We're almost getting to my favorite part of the episode, which is where we go through our top five lists. Yes! Are you guys guys ready to move on? Were there any um, artifacts you really wanted to call out? Well, we get a Gilded Lotus reprint. People are going to be trying to play mm-hmm. with that, and that's about all I'm saying. Yeah, we got that Dampening Sphere. We talked about why Mox Amber is bad. <laughs> um, you know, we'll find time to mention why don't play these cards, but Dampening Sphere is mostly... How about we talk about those after we've seen them flop? Yeah, that's true. Uh, on Traxos, I just got to give like one little disappointment. I think my biggest disappointment with this set is there are all of these cards which would make like a cool artifact slash... Um, historic. historic set so you'd want like Traxos and Weatherlight and Karn and maybe Phyrexian scriptures and there's oh like, by the way I called that There's the I called Weatherlight <laughs> being a vehicle there's the just uh, gotta say what is it the Joyra's Familiar the four mana bird that makes the historic things cost less and you know what these all have in common every single one of them is four mana there's like 12 four mana cards I'd want in this deck so you just you can't mm-hmm. it's not a deck Makes me really sad. They're meant to be cast with Soul Ring, which we don't have <laughs> in our format. So, <sighs> all right, let's go through our top five, guys. Um, <laughs> so before we really dive into the top five, I just want to say, like, I think, I think the power curve for this set is like a fairly smooth curve. So, like, it, mm. it's the power level is overall higher than like Ixalan or uh, Amonkhet, but the top end, absolutely, the top end is a lot is is pretty low. Like it. Okay. So, like, even though that there's a top five, I don't think our top five this time is as potent as the top five other other set reviews. Okay. Yeah. Nothing. I think that's absolutely fair. Yeah. I don't. I see a also, card that's since you guys both got to have a before we go to our <laughs> top five moment. All right. All right. I just want to take a moment to say, Finkel, I think you're handsome. I also think that. Well, thank you guys. Thank I you. thought at first. <laughs> See, I want to did. take a before yeah. we go on moment to, I took to say it this that. Episode, though. <laughs> I want to take a before we go on moment to say that I'm always trying to move us forward, and every single time Max got up. Well, before we move on, let's let's spend another minute. <laughs> we got time <laughs> to speak up with man. Come on, <laughs> let's take a minute to talk about Finkel's beard. So my number, what five, he does to take care of it. My number five is Phyrexian scriptures because I think a four mana board wipe is pretty sweet. I've got a spicy one for you guys on my number five. Yeah, that's what replaced Lich Mastery for me. Uh, what is your number five? Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah. My number five is Precognition Field. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> no, these, are the, these are the five best cards in the set. Three and a no. blue for an enchantment that does nothing. <laughs> you may look at the top Three card of your library. A... Okay, what... You may look at the top card of your library, you can cast it if it's an instant or sorcery, and for three, you can exile the top card of your library. That reads really powerful to me. It needs a body to be powerful, I think. Hmm. 
So if it was like a one-one creature, you'd be like, "Yeah, cool, weird." No, no, but I mean, like, if it was more like like a Corsair of Crufix, right, where it could provide that mm-hmm. card advantage while you know maybe walling some aggressive decks, maybe. Here, how about I save you three mana? There's a called card. There's a card called Lens of Clarity from Cons of Tarkir. It says you may look at the top card of your library and face down creatures. Lens of Clarity. <laughs> Hmm. And at face down creatures you don't control. Nice. All right, Matt, you can, why like, take why don't you a look give at your number five? <laughs> uh, so my number five, I think, is kind of a soft number five. Okay. Um, and that's and it's also a double number five. Um, Ooh, what? So mixing it up here. Um, but it's cast down and seal away. Okay. I think I think they have some holes in them, um, and they're mostly side grades a lot of the time. Like they're maybe. A tiny bit better than what we have but i don't think they're mm-hmm. enough better to really earn a higher spot on this list okay yeah we talked about two mana removal and that is pretty exciting um you want to go with a number four as well we'll work backwards uh so my number four is narhu naru miha Ooh, the blue wizard that clones something okay yeah yeah with splash yeah, i think it's just like pretty decent you think he goes in a lot of decks though no, but I also think the top five from this set's a lot weaker than other top fives. Okay, that's fair. I don't think anything. Um, I a lot of think decks. that's entirely fair as well. Yeah. How about you, yeah. Kevin? My number four is also a hmm, really, <laughs> which is one we haven't talked about yet. Ooh. Um, another one we haven't talked about yet, <laughs> which is Squee. Oh, okay. So um, two and a red for a two-one legendary goblin, and you can cast him from your graveyard or from exile. So the reason I think this is really, really interesting is that I directly want to pitch this into my graveyard. It's a creature card that I'm excited to have in my graveyard, which means that it's something that I want in Jund Delirium. Now, I know that we're very crimped for spots in Jund Delirium, but we have so many ways to put things in the graveyard and so often want blockers in that deck that it's just this is a perpetual blocker in games where we want to slow down aggro and i would even accept this as a sideboard slot just because like it it, it's so easy to play this into the existing strategy that it's almost brainless and it it just does the thing well okay in my opinion oh a three mana two one you'd have a hard time convincing me of that It, it does have trouble winning against things like control or a lot of decks i think but i'm i'm not taking it out of my graveyard for control it's just it's just gonna be the creature that's in my graveyard Hmm. for control okay i suppose so um my number four i picked the the cycle of lands the um the memorial lands interesting yeah i thought that they add some power that we is pretty much a freebie so i think that was pretty good what decks are you finding your memorial lands to be most powerful in? I haven't tested with them. I'm thinking I want them in Jund. I think I want them in any control deck. I could probably find a slot for them in maybe some of the green-white slower decks. Okay. Uh, I think that brings us to slot three. Yeah. Um, my th- slot three was the... Um, oh, what is the elf's name? <laughs> Going back and forth here. Steel Leaf Champion. Really, Steel Leaf Champion? You yeah, think is worth? He's a beast. I don't actually mind that. He he might have deserved. I uh, know he's an elf. 
he he might have deserved a spot on my list. He didn't get it, uh, only okay. because I don't think he has a home right now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he has a home that can compete with the decks that are already in the format. Um, okay. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a home in the future because his upside is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what's yeah, your number three, really Kevin? Cool upside. My number three is Llanowar Elves. Uh, yeah. yeah. Having I mean... some redundancy on Mana Dorks is really, really cool. Even if it's just I'm going to run two elvish mystic and two land of war elves in my abs end list yeah i don't think we've uh i think we've all talked about how good that card is so no surprise there us yeah so my number three is sylvan awakening Um, okay cool and i think it's a powerful Mm. effect and i think it it we don't have something like it and i think we could easily see a new deck form with it so awesome um how about your number two land of war elves Mm. okay nice okay cool no huge surprise there yeah uh kevin Mine is actually going to be three cards. Okay. Goblin Chain Whirler, uh, Siege Gang Commander, and Goblin Warchief. Hmm, so you are way more in on goblins than I think I am. I think it's. Uh, I, I. I think it. It might be what we need in order to push goblins past a Tarka Red. All right, I will give it a try for you. That that's for sure. Thank you so much, Finkel. That's all I wanted you to say to me at all. But today. not until okay. after I've tried the Sultai vehicles, because <laughs> <laughs> um, my number two and my number one were uh, cast down, and then Land of War Elves. I think that we've discussed both of them. I think you know, powerful removal is going to be a big impact, and oh, another elf! I'm so excited. Uh, Kevin, you do your number one, then I'll go. Uh, that was uh, number two was cast down. Number one was Land of War. Sorry, what was what was Skies? My, done... my number one was both seal away and cast okay okay so my number one is history of banalia <laughs> i think this card is really, really good, all right I, i'm but excited the, to see what we can do with knights it's four power on on a three drop that also gives you an atarka's command hmm. Hmm. okay i see you <laughs> um yeah i I think that's a powerful card. I'm not going to lie. Like, every time I look at it, it just, it does so much. Ugh. I love the fact that it, it works well with uh, the Night Allies from Gideon, but. What do you think about it in, like, a Gideon ally of Zendikar deck, though? That's what I'm saying, yeah. If you're not <laughs> running, um, <laughs> if you aren't running Always Watching, then it, it gives you a reason to play Gideon main deck in those White Weenies decks, which... All right, Matt, how does this that. how does history of banalia do against abzan <laughs> seems decent <laughs> well what about dromokas command well then you're getting a 2-2 for their for their but what about dromokas cool. they can kill the 2-2 and kill that <laughs> yeah that's that's like a one that's... for one at that yeah, point. but that's one yeah. of your best trades into Dramoka's command because now right, they're creatures not wrap us up here. Wait, I, have, <laughs> I have honorable mentions. I have honorable I know, mentions. No, no, no time for honorable mentions. No, there is. These time. are important. All right, you can read the name and nothing else. So, <laughs> I get twenty dollars if you say the Mirari conjecture. The Mirari conjecture. Um. Anyway. Yes. Uh, no, for real. Uh, grow from the ashes. Uh, the mono okay. white humans dudes. Uh, and okay. most importantly, uh, the enemy checklands which probably deserve to yeah, be on my list i think they deserve to mention from all of us probably yeah, i think they deserve not to be on enough. my top five but 
they were boring, so I didn't keep them on the top five. <laughs> okay, if I were going to honorable mention anything, it's probably the White Knight, the the one, the new White Knight. I'm I'm spicing it up today. Okay. My honorable mention. All right, three seconds. Let's go. <laughs> is board the weather light? Boom! <laughs> it's a it's it's an effect that previously was unavailable to white, and it says, "Look at the top five cards of your library. You can reveal a historic card and put it into your hand." All right. Which is so green, but now it's in white. So hey, uh, card draw in white. Cool. Weird. Okay. Cool. All right. So we're not cast. We'll probably talk a little bit more about Dominaria. We also have some big tournaments that have just gone by. We want to make sure to mention. Other than that, guys, reach out to us. Let us know how it was. Um, we had a lot of fun with this cast. We always do. But you can reach us at MTU Frontier, and you can find our new website, MTG Final. F- uh, sorry. MTGFrontier.net. We also we have some YouTube channel. You know, a lot of other good things. So go there. You'll find all of our past casts, other good stuff. Uh, anything last minute you guys want to say tonight? I'm kind of... You guys can tweet at me at, at SkyBurial on Twitter. Right. I, I always leave you out of there. Sorry. And Just I'm snowballing at, us towards the ending. And I'm at SciTurkey1 on Twitter as well. So, All right, guys. This was a lot of fun. It's been uh, two hours of recording with you, and I've had a blast. But as always, for everyone out there, we look forward to being your go-to source for Frontier Information Online. Your final frontier signing off.